three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. This is the real pineapple. This is your humble host Hunter here. Hope you're all having a great Valentine's Day weekend. Um, not exactly the perfect time to review what I'm about to talk about, but I've got a review here for the FX miniseries A Teacher, which is uh, written by, created by, executive produced by uh, Hannah Fidel. Hannah Fidel actually did the film. A teacher, which came out in 2013. She was the uh, director, screenwriter, and producer on that. She also was the director, screenwriter, producer on a movie I freaking adore. Haven't reviewed it for the podcast, but the uh, the Long Dumb Road, which has uh, Jason uh, Jason Mansukis and a uh, uh, Flash Thompson himself, Tony. Revelory. Uh, if you have not seen that film, well worth your time to check out. But this version of a teacher uh, stars uh, Kate Mara as Claire Wilson and Nick Robinson as Eric Walker. Those are really the main uh, people you need to know. Everyone else is pretty much secondary. So I will say, going in this review, I finished the show maybe maybe a month ago, and I've really just kind of been sitting on the review didn't really know like if I was going to review this or not but with what's happened with uh you know with uh, these Joss Whedon accusations and everything I went you know what this actually seems a kind of a perfect time to review this so what I find very interesting about this I thought Kate Morrow was going to get a uh, best actress nomination in limited uh for a limited uh uh miniseries i really thought she kind of i really thought she deserved one off this but the problem is this subject matter is too controversial this is basically you know gonna run into the same problem that cuties ran into as far as people are gonna be so upset with what the show or movie is about that they're not gonna even look into why things like this are important so but i'll get into that so so, as I mentioned, Kate Mara plays Claire. She, uh, this takes place in 2013 to 2014. Uh, she goes ahead, is teaching, uh, is transferring to this new uh, high school. Uh, she has a husband named Matt, who's played by uh, Ashley uh, Zuckerman. Uh, I, I haven't, he had uh, like a very familiar looking face, but I cannot place where I've seen this guy. But, they're in a spot in the relationship where things are a little rocky. He wants, and, and I will say for myself, this is kind of where the show gets fascinating very early on because you clearly know that Claire and Eric are going to end up having uh, this uh, improper relationship. But it's fascinating to see the circumstances that lead to that. Claire, the first time we're introduced to her, she goes into this. Uh, like not a liquor store, kind of like a uh, like a Walgreens, goes ahead and grabs uh, like a water if memory serves. But then she sees this this uh, lipstick she likes, and she's like, "Oh, this is cute!" And she just grabs it, and puts it in her purse, 
And later on that night when she's talking to Matt, she brings it up to him that, hey, you know, I took this I took this lipstick and and the line she drops is, oh, I, I spend so much money in that store all the time. I figured, you know, whatever. And that is a giant red flag to start off this whole miniseries. And it really that scene in particular really encompasses who Claire is as a woman. She feels like she's owed shit. And that's a continuing theme that'll go on throughout the whole miniseries. But that was something I really was sitting here thinking, that's pretty interesting. You're putting that card down already. But I appreciate it. So the, so Matt, or sorry, uh, Eric, pardon me. Eric is in his, uh, his senior year. He's already thinking about college. He plays soccer. Uh, so he's looking to go ahead and get a soccer scholarship, but that I guess that wouldn't be enough. So there's a certain grant uh, that he's applying for, but he's also setting up for his SATs. So that's where Eric really approaches Claire. Claire is his English teacher, uh, his uh, his AP English teacher. And Eric basically says, you know, my mom, she's a single mom. We, you know, I have two other brothers at, my, uh, at home. I really can't afford to do this in my, uh, to go ahead and hire a tutor. Would you help me? And that's the opening as far as how things go ahead and progress between the two of them. And that again goes back to what I was saying as far as the circumstances. This starts off very innocently enough. Eric and Claire seem to get along, as hopefully you do with your teachers. Uh, he clearly has a crush on her. Claire thinks she's hot. I mean, Kate Mara, not that she's unattractive, but Eric is also working at this uh, little little restaurant. Um, Matt, Claire's husband, is traveling a lot for work. I don't think they actually say what he does, if memory serves. At least I don't have a note on it, but Matt is traveling a lot for work. He gets stuck at the airport on Claire's first day. Uh, first, uh, uh, first, uh, first day at this new school. So she ends up going to the restaurant, sees Eric works there, goes ahead and ends up giving a ride home. So you just see these gradual little things that, in the moment, you might think, "Oh, this is this isn't a big deal." But taking the half step back to see how everything connects, I remember sitting there going, "Oh shit, this is really, really bad." When Claire is driving Eric home. She puts on Frank Ocean's thinking of you. And that was something watching this even the first time, watching the premiere of the miniseries, I went, that's a very inappropriate song to put on. That's like playing Fuck the Police of a Cop over. Like you should know to not do that. And Eric even remarks, Oh, you listen to this music? And you know, and Claire goes, Yeah, you know, I'm not that old. What the hell? And he kind of laughs and uh calls her. Mrs. Wilson, and she even corrects him, goes, oh, yeah, just call me Claire. And you just see these these boundaries that Claire should clearly have that she doesn't have that are immediately going to just end up costing her dearly down the road. So this is a 10-episode miniseries, and the film that this is based off of, I want to say it's, it's, under, it's under an hour and a half. It's not more than an hour and a half. And I will say for me, because I did actually go back and watch 
the movie because I was curious to just you know, differences. It works way better in the format of a miniseries because for me, the film, okay, it's an hour and 15 minutes, so 75 minutes. For me, the film, because of the subject matter, I think the film just breezes through some stuff a little too quickly, actually way too quickly. And it's getting by on just the subject matter, not the actual material. That was the issue I had with the original version of a teacher. This works infinitely better because you get to see, again, the gradual progression of where Claire and Eric's relationship goes. Episode one, I remember, is really just, you know, the intro and you establishing, okay, she's going to go ahead and, uh, you know, end up tutoring Eric. Episode two is where things really ramp up pretty quickly. Eric gets caught uh, drinking, which, you know, being under 21, that's not good. And and he ends up getting arrested by this cop who ends up, go figure, to be Claire's brother. And that is where things for me really started to spiral pretty fucking quickly because Eric doesn't call his mom. He calls Claire and is basically like, hey, I got busted. Please, like, please come help me. And so she gets up from dinner with her husband to go help this kid out and basically talks to her brother and goes, hey, could you, you know, let him slide and then drives him home. And you're just sitting there and I'm thinking, wow, this is this is incredibly inappropriate. And not only that, not only does she do that, later on, she goes ahead and drives him to UT where she went to school at. But she tells him, hey, you know, let's go explore the campus. So they've already started having their tutoring sessions. I want to say this is the second one that they that they've had. But she takes him to UT, just the two of them, on a Saturday. <laughs> and it's it's these things where you really start to see, oh, this is quickly getting out of control. And this is really fucking bad. And you should not be doing what you're doing. But again... It starts off so instantly in episode one. By the time you get to episode two, you realize, oh shit, you need to stop this. You need to stop this. And at UT even, there are a couple points where she's he just kind of looks at him, and you can already tell this is this is not this is not a good spot for for either one of them to be in. And then episode, I want to say it's episode two or it's episode three. So Matt, her husband. As I mentioned, he travels quite a bit and everything, but he is he likes to play music. And so he decides to start up this band with him and a couple friends and ends up blowing most of their nest egg that they put away uh, to go ahead and uh, get a house or do something special for the both of them. And he ends up buying this musical equipment that's about five grand worth and I remember thinking, what the hell are you doing? And so she's having problems at home. Her husband's not there. There's this kid who has a school, you know, schoolboy crush who just thinks that the sun, you know, rises and sets with Claire. And let's be clear. Claire clearly has an ego. As I mentioned earlier, she thinks that she's owed things and that because she's had a hard life, you find out her Dad was an alcoholic. He lost her mom to cancer. Uh, she grew up really eating 
like fast food, not having a home cook, having home cooked meals very often. All these things that happened to her as a kid have turned her into the adult she is. And so when she sees Eric, while yes, she sees someone that is looking at her in a way that she wishes her husband was always around to do. She also sees what her youth wasn't in that's full potential. Uh, Matt, you know, Eric is a soccer star. He has a bunch of friends. People genuinely like the kid. It's all these things that she sees as things that she wanted when she was his age. And so she's weirdly living through, through him uh, while their affair is happening. So it's, it's really that in itself. It's, it's fascinating to kind of break down how her and Eric uh, uh, how she kind of mirrors Eric and, and he's really using Eric in that way. Episode two ends with Eric kissing her. And from episode three on, it's just a, a, a spiral. <laughs> it's a really just incredibly fucked spiral because episode three is, I'll say the prom episode. That's where, that's where Claire and, uh, that's where Claire and, Eric ended up having sex for the first time. And really from there for the next seven episodes, it's just about how that fucks with Matt, how that fucks with Claire, how their worlds begin to change because of the secret that they're hiding. And my biggest gripe with this show, my biggest complaint is that for 10 episodes, you could, you, one of these should have been the trial. You never actually see the trial take place you only see the consequences of said trial and that was something i really wish i wish we would have gotten that i really wish we would have gotten that i understand she confessed but just you don't get to see anything as far as how she confesses you just see her go uh, walk into a police station clearly indicating that she's going to confess but you don't see how that actually plays out and i actually would have liked to have seen more of that and not just you know be being told well she went to jail show me show me that because that's another piece of the emotional layer that i think we needed to go ahead and have full uh to really appreciate the performances and where the show ends up going so for me my favorite episode is probably episode seven most likely episode seven and i'll get there in a second but episode seven is where eric uh has gotten to school he's gotten to college i don't think they say if it's his freshman year or not i'm assuming it's not because he's drinking there but uh so th that's the other thing about the show too they're not great at establishing a timeline episode seven just picks up with matt in college they don't i don't recall them saying if he's a freshman or a junior or whatever they don't really tell you and so i would have appreciated a little more clarification as far as where we are in the timeline and things like that so i i wanted a little bit more from the show in that aspect but the thing that's heartbreaking about this is that yes during during the earlier episodes before he goes to school his friends that are around are very much Oh man, Claire's so hot. Oh, if I had a chance, you know, at those those sorts of things. And and Eric is having to keep this 
shit to himself and bottled in. But what's so incredibly sad about that is that when they do find out, it's about the fallout of, oh man, how do you mentally, how are you mentally okay with this? How do you, how do you move forward? And that's really the big crux of the back half of the series is how does Matt, uh, sorry, how does Eric, pardon me, move forward? And the show in particular does such a great job of showing you that there are consequences to this. Yes, as a high schooler, every high schooler, I'm sure in America has had a crush on a teacher and thought, oh, if I could have sex with them once, that would be amazing. Or, oh, if we could have an affair. I, I, I You know kids have had those thoughts. I Hell, I had a teacher I had a crush on when I was 15. But this show does a great job of not romanticizing it. Once things start happening with Eric and Claire, their lives really start to crumble in a way that I went, oh, wow, you're really going to some places on this that I appreciate. As I mentioned, Eric has two younger siblings and Eric's babysitting them at a point because his mom, single mom, she's working at night or no, she goes, she's going on a date. Pardon me. And, you know, so Eric's there with the kids or uh, with his brothers and Claire is out at this bar with the uh, the French teacher of the school. This uh, I, I can't think of her name, but she's played by, uh, uh, oh no, uh, Catherine Saunders, that's her name. And I really liked her. I thought she was, she's not in the show a lot, which is a bummer, but I really like that character. And so Catherine even notices that Claire has a hickey, and that would be from the prom night where Eric and Claire had sex in her car, which, yikes, and... So Claire, you know, she's dressed cute and everything, so she's feeling herself, goes in the bathroom, sends Eric some sexy snaps, and texts him, you know, I need to see you now. And Eric goes, you know, I'm watching my siblings, I, I can't. And Claire just keeps egging him on and egging him on until Eric, you know, because he's a teenage boy and he's horny, goes, you know, fuck it. And so Eric gets his next-door neighbor to come over to watch his brother's he goes and meets Claire. They hook up and uh, they hook up in her car. Eric comes back and his mom's beating him home. And she has this whole rightfully so monologue where she tells him, you know, I told you to watch them, not the neighbor, you. And come to find out his, uh, one of his brothers burned his hand on the stove. And you just go, oh, kid, come on, man. And it and while it might seem I was going to say it seems like a small consequence. It's clearly not a small consequence, but while for him it clearly seems kind of small, it really just shows how quickly just everything's starting to fall apart at a pretty alarming rate. And it's it's really interesting to watch how both of their worlds get just completely torn apart. When Eric is at school, he joins the sorority and there's this uh there's a stripper who comes to the to the frat house and gives him a lap dance and she even tells him oh i heard that you were a naughty student back in high school and you can just see how his face goes from oh this girl's giving me a lap dance that's cool to oh fuck trauma and it's those moments that you see as the show progresses where it get it starts to get very grim and pretty damn dark which i actually do appreciate Claire herself goes to apply for a job. She got uh, 
for uh, after the investigation concluded, she got uh, six months in prison and uh, no, six months in county jail, I believe. And then and then she got five years probation. So she goes to apply for this job and the people there where she gets the application, they seem to like her and Claire's dressed very nice and very personable. But then one of the parents of the kids who went to the school, uh, to Eric's school and who happens to own the boutique or be familiar with someone at the boutique basically yells Claire out of the, uh, out of the store talking about how she's a sexual predator a predator. And it's those moments where you go, oh, wow, this is genuinely fucking serious, as well as, as well it should be. As the show gets to its conclusion, episode 10 is so well done because... Now, I, I will say I wish episode 10 was a little longer. I wish episode 10 was maybe 45 minutes versus the, like, 28 minutes it is. I, I think the episode could have used a little more room to breathe to go ahead and wrap everything up, but at the same time... The big difference between the show and the film is that you do get one last confrontation between Eric and Claire, and I won't spoil what happens. I don't want to even spoil the dialogue, but that in particular, for what this series is and for the subject matter it's addressing, it needed one last scene with the two of them, and I really love the way the scene does play out. Again, not an easy watch whatsoever and I, and I really do have to kind of hammer that home but what I would tell parents about this parents should watch this parents really should watch this because look if you have a son or a daughter it's important for kids and let's be clear Eric is a fucking kid there's a point where Claire says, oh my god, you're such an amazing man, and I love you so much. I remember going, he's not a fucking man. He's not even remotely a man. Why Don't call him that. And it's clearly, she's clearly saying it to numb her, 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 her guilt, but this is something that parents should watch, because look, whether it's school, whether it's church, whether it's, you know, whatever group or club or place, there is a potential for this to happen with anyone. And I believe when the, the ignorance is when you go, oh, this would never happen to my kid because it happens to someone's kid. It happens to someone's kid way more than we acknowledge. And I understand if you're a parent, that if this is something you go, oh, this is icky. I don't like this. But you still have to acknowledge that this is a possibility. So it's better for you to have this talk with your kids and understand and hopefully they understand that, yes, you should respect adults to a point, but this should never be a situation you end up in when you're in high school at all. I've talked about it here on the podcast myself. I waited until my mid-20s to have sex with someone. If I had slept with anyone at 15, 16, if I had slept with anyone in high school, I could not have handled it. I, I, I have no doubt in my mind that my brain would have just melted because I would have gotten emotionally attached to the person because yeah, uh, high school me was very emotional, <laughs> but the, this is a, it's a hard watch and, and I, and I won't lie to you all and say that it's not, but I, it's a necessary watch too. Not everything's going to be pleasant. This is something that everyone needs to watch. And what I'll say in closing as I wrap up here, something that I really appreciated about this miniseries is that 
after after every episode and before every episode it even says you know that this show has images you know shows depiction of grooming that some might find disturbing viewer discretion is advised which i really appreciate that that's there but then at the end of each episode it says you know if you want to learn more about you know about sexual abuse please go to this website so i went to the website and i will say uh um it takes you to uh takes you to uh what's called rain uh, is the name of the organization and yeah i'm i'm on the page as we as we uh, as we speak here but it uh but yeah it's got uh help for you over the phone, you can uh, get help via a mobile app. You can actually chat in online. Um, there are articles about what you can do to feel uh, to, to help a loved one who's in this situation. Uh, it it really does. A, I think the website actually does a really good job as far as laying things out, uh, laying things out for you, and you know safety and, uh, safety and prevention and about sexual assault and violence like there. It's got a list of resources and stuff here. Like, I, I really like the way that everything is actually laid out here. And I would, honestly, if you're a parent, I would look into this stuff. I would just take a quick just bruise real quick. But this is a conversation that we need to be having with people. Because whether you like it or not, like I mentioned, this does happen. And where the series ends i personally was very happy with how this ended uh my gripes aside um like i said there should have been a trial would really like to have seen that i wish that their timeline not the borrow from spongebob but i would love a three years later like i would love something like that like i would love for them to kind of lay things out a little more precisely as far as where we're going between each episode because there is a point where there is a time jump and I just wish they would have landed that a little more refined as far as where things are, as far as where things um, are at in the timeline. But outside of that, I didn't have any issues with the portrayal or uh, the performances. I thought the score that is used here, the soundtrack's really good for this show, which I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. But I love the soundtrack for this. The score is used very well well when it needs to be there is a scene with claire and a hookup that i i'll just leave it there but it's one of those scenes that it's like watching not quite to this extreme but it's very similar to watching michael fassbender and shame where you go oh michael fassbender he's a he's a handsome looking guy and you know you see his real mutant power in that show but uh, <laughs> or in that movie but you know kate mars doing some sex scenes in here Again, I love Kate Marsh. She's fucking gorgeous. But because of the subject matter, just like in Shame, it's very hard to go, oh, that's fucking hot. It's like, oh, this is fucking disturbing. And I can't. Even when she has sex with her husband and this uh this random guy, I'm sitting there watching it going, yeah, but you're fucking a, you're fucking a high schooler. <laughs> like, how can I be even remotely attracted to you right now? It, But there is a scene that is genuinely disturbing that made my skin crawl. And I have to give the show a lot of credit for that. This is by no means a perfect show, but I would tell parents to genuinely watch this. Obviously you're not going to be thrilled watching it, but it's something I think you should watch, especially if your kid 
is going in high school because your kids should know where the lines are, where the boundaries should be, and, you know, uh, to avoid the situation, Lord willing. So I, in closing, will give this a B plus. I thought this was very well done. It's going to be something on FX that, just given our political climate, this will be something I think will be discovered once, Lord willing, COVID's no longer a thing here in the next, you know, six months or so. And I really do believe that the performances will be something that people go back and go, huh, that was actually really well done. I have to give a lot of credit, even though I haven't talked about him much. Uh, Nick Robinson, who was in uh, uh, Kings of Summer, which I love Kings of Summer and love Simon. He, he, he's a damn good actor. He, he's got something. I, I want to see what else he does after this, but he does a great job. And there's a scene with him and this girl at a bar. And again, I don't want to spoil the scene, but their dialogue and the way that scene plays out, I thought was so incredibly well done and it really shows his acting chops. And Nick Robinson's hanging right there with Kate Mara, who's one of the best actresses we have. Um, it really is uh, thoroughly disturbing. It's it's gonna like I said, it's gonna make your skin crawl at points. It's gonna make you so upset at points. And, and I'm just I'm telling you that now. But at the same time, this is something I think should be watched by everyone. It would be a great teaching tool and something that uh, hopefully at some point when you're not dealing with isolation, you should watch just alone to appreciate the performances. But a teacher, have you seen it? Uh, what did you think of it? Let us know what you thought in the comments below. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at nearmanthefirst. Don't forget to like our pages on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. That's R-E-E-L Pineapple and Real Pineapple Games. I'm going to be streaming this month. Looks like I'm going to be streaming uh, Retro Mania Wrestling. That will be the first thing I stream. It's coming out uh, near the end of the month, so I will have updates when... I'm going to jump on Twitch and stream that. Oh, and you can get ahead of the curve and go ahead and hit that follow button on Twitch at twitch.com slash therealpineapple. And don't forget to listen to us, uh, give us a rating and subscribe so you know when new episodes are coming out. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher and iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneUp and Amazon Music at The Real Pineapple. Thank you so much for listening. We will have more stuff coming up here for our um, Black Cinema Showcase that will include reviews of a couple Boondocks episodes, as well as Judas and the Black Messiah, review for that. Um, Malcolm X. Oh, gosh, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, the Photograph. Uh, uh, photograph, pardon me. Uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco, uh, Waves, uh, along with some other films. I'm really excited to... Uh, dive more into that here after we uh get off of uh get out of this week oh and i will have monday monday morning that will be uh the 15th monday morning i will have live at noon eastern our review or my review of the best films of 2020 that will be live on the 15th i'm so excited to get that review done but uh and share that with everyone but Everyone, please stay safe out there. Wear a mask. Take care of each other. Check in on your friends because we're all going through this together. But uh, thank you so much for your support, and we will talk to you soon.